Hello and welcome to Duelist Community Raw, episode 28. I am not lovey or, or lighty or spiritual or any attachment that you may have to any idea of what the fuck enlightenment is or higher consciousness. I'm not higher consciousness either. I'm not enlightened. I'm none of those things because it's thinking that those things actually exist and people are actually experiencing those things that keeps you from experiencing the reality of what they are, not your idea of what they are because they aren't ideas. The realities that you can have the ability to experience when you let go of the idea that they aren't here. They always are. Not the, not the lovey and the lighty shit, but the peace and the joy and all that stuff. Because I don't know, the love and the light to me just seems like you're trying to prove something else. <laughs> trying to be your idea of what you think it is as opposed to just being what you are here now and accepting that and enjoying the freedom that comes with not trying to be anything at all. I'm just so excited to be a part of whatever the hell this is, really, because I've spent so long trying to avoid that flowery love and light conversation in terms of spirituality, because often it's just about feeling better and not actually doing any significant work that facilitates change. And so to see this conversation that's grounded, that's actually applicable, that doesn't get lost in all that high-minded conceptualism or some flowery vision of what the world should be all the fucking time, it's just exciting as shit because actual change is happening. The ripples are actually having an impact, not just on the people who are doing the work, but the people that they're talking to. And I got to say, after 20 years of slugging it out, I'm stoked. Fuck yeah. So with all of that said, I hope you enjoy this live stream. That is Dualist Unity Raw, episode 28. And we are live with our second call-in show. This is exciting. I've been looking forward to this for two weeks. The last one was a great success, in my opinion. I thought it went really, really well. And so I'm really looking forward to this getting underway. But of course, we'll start off with a little bit of chatting, a couple of announcements here and there. I know Andrew's just getting set up on Instagram Live, so I'll let him do that. And then I'm going to pass the conversation over to him for a second so that I can get the sign-up form for today's live call-in show ready as well. I'm stoked about this. I was really excited by how many people participated last time because I know it does take a certain degree of courage to say, I'm going to get on the screen and share my thoughts and share my insights and share my experiences. And I think that's fantastic because we encourage this all the time. I think one of the things about the, uh, the groups that we do five days a week that makes me feel so good as the months have progressed are the sheer number of people who started off by not being able to talk, not feeling comfortable opening up their mouths to communicate. They would do so in the chat section or they would do so with their video off or something like that. And it would progress over time because they got comfortable in recognizing that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about either. We get lost halfway through a sentence. All of a sudden we'll just trail off and go, oh, and next, and we'll just pass it on to someone else. And that's how relaxed it is. And it's really nice. And I know this as somebody who once suffered a great deal of social anxiety, I wasn't good at talking to people. And when I did have to talk to people, whether it was for work or, or otherwise, I was super anxious about it. I was judging myself all the time. It was just this chorus of crap in my head on top of the person's voice. So it was, it was really, really challenging. And so I know the biggest part of that is the recognition that you can say fuck it 
that it is not as important as you think to be perfect or to get it exactly as you think it should be. You don't have to make the wording perfect for the person you're talking to to understand what you're saying if they're willing to listen and that's not on you. So it's really nice to have a room full of people who are willing to listen because they want to share. And a big part of sharing is being willing to listen and being vulnerable and being authentic. And so, yeah, I just love the fact that this segment is now a thing that even if you can't join the groups, even if you're not on the discord or anything like that, if you do just tune into the podcast or if you even just follow Andrew on Instagram, this is a great chance to really just make new connections and introduce new people to the conversation and, and at the same time, share some fun insights. Yeah, these are, these are always a blast. And just to harp on the losing train of thought, not knowing what we're doing, like the amount of times that we go through that, be it an episode and a group and in whatever is so funny that people think that we don't to me, like we, we edit the podcast and clip things up. And so maybe it's not as noticeable on there. We don't do that on the raw episode. So you may, you know, catch, catch more of that, but yeah. And similar to Ray growing up when I was, especially a teenager, like losing my train of thought, freezing up was my biggest fear in, in everything. So I just wouldn't even start talking. <laughs> I was just super quiet. And it was because I was afraid of, you know, what someone would think of me, or if I did stumble on my words or say what someone deemed to be the wrong thing that uh, I would feel worse about myself. And it's interesting because I always thought that, you know, people never lost their train of thought. And, you know, if I could just get to a place where, where I didn't lose my train of thought or ever start losing my train of thought or freeze up or, or whatever, then I'd be good. Then I'd be chill. Then everything would be totally fine. And it's interesting when you keep going through iterations of letting go and just talking more, basically putting yourself out there more, whether it's on a video and a podcast and a live stream, you realize that that feeling of, you know, when you start losing your train of thought, you're talking and you're like, shit, I don't know where this is going anymore. That doesn't go away. That's still very much there. We were, we were laughing about on our, the episode we filmed this morning, uh, there was a point where I, I was talking and I was like, in my head, I was like, I have no fucking idea where this is going. I don't know where this thought is going. I don't have an endpoint. I don't have a next thought. It's like, just keep, just keep saying words, just keep talking. And then as you, as you keep talking and, and don't panic, you stay relaxed knowing that something's going to come up, something's going to arise. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. Like becoming okay with things going however they're going to go allows you to be in a state of relaxation as opposed to getting caught up and, and tense and trying to force something like, oh, I need to remember this. I need to remember this. And then it, you lose it. And then you're like, shit, I don't have anything anymore. And then you start freaking out and panic sets in and you know, cold sweats and beating heart and sweaty palms and you know, all that crazy ass shit. And so in the episode this morning, like I started to lose my train of thought and I just kept, kept talking and then kept going, kept going, kept going. And then all of a sudden, you know, a thought arose and I was like, oh, I can take it this way. And it was a thought that I hadn't thought of before, like an insight. We were talking about a movie that we watched recently, and it was an insight that didn't, you know, I didn't think of during the movie. It was just kind of through the conversation. I started recognizing some things and then expressed it. So it's so much more fun to not 
be so prepared, almost surprise yourself through that state of freedom, through that state of relaxing into the reality of uncertainty of not knowing where something's going to go. You start talking and you don't know where it's going to end. It's like, oh, let's find out. You're finding out just the same as, as anyone else. So for anyone out there who is concerned about joining our live stream or calling into the show, if there's any place to get practice in putting yourself out there, practice in talking, it's it's with us because we have both been through plenty of shit and self-created hell and social anxiety and suffering and fear of putting ourselves out there. So we know those feelings well. And if if this can just be a space for people to face some of those fears, just to do it despite how afraid they may be and realize that that's the process of improving is just doing it, is fumbling on your words, is freezing up for 10 seconds and being like, I don't know what to say. It's like, okay, we can say some stuff too. We can go back and forth for a little. Um, so yeah, for anyone <laughs> concerned about that, please don't be. Use this space to make whatever mouth sounds you would like, ask questions, share insights, share stories, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an open floor and i love these chats so excited for this one to get going yeah absolutely i am a card carrying member of the shit show that is existence for sure and anybody who says otherwise is unfortunately just not in it with you they're doing their own thing for their own reasons at the end of the day it's really hard to i don't deny the exist or the experience of existence that we're having i think that's the whole point like philosophy and spirituality can be very soothing but it's soothing at the cost of sensitivity and awareness, right? Because that's often what we're running from is that increased awareness. And this is the thing about psychedelics, as we've discussed previously, is that the reason that people get uncomfortable in that state is because there's so much happening that normally we tune out by either speeding into the future or distracting ourselves with a narrative and narrowing down our world to a tiny little bubble that we can imagine through concepts. And, and that cuts us off from the entirety of life, from everything that is existence. Right? So it's just really interesting when you look at it that way, that it's not like it's not there for all of us. It's just a matter of being willing to see it. And that's the thing that really kicked me in the teeth over the years was like, trying to get somewhere, trying to get somewhere. Where am I trying to get? Ah, oh, right. Uh, I'm avoiding it again. I'm not just being where I am and relaxing into it because it seems so counterintuitive. Just like, just keep talking. It seems counterintuitive. Your brain's just like, but I need to have something to say. Or you could say, you know, I've run out of things to say, or uh, I'm not sure where I was going with this. I think I'll pass it off to somebody else. But you see, there's so much involved with that. Like humility, for example, the willingness to actually say like, Oh, yeah, I'm not perfect. Maybe somebody else can continue this for me without actually thinking that means anything about you. That's the whole thing. When you realize that none of this means anything about you or your value or your potential, you find yourself way more willing to make quite, quote unquote mistakes like there. Quite, where did quite come from? It was a mixture of quote and mistake. And my brain was moving too fast for my human mouth and it all came out in a jumble. And that's okay. Well, why is that okay? Well, because now I can talk about it. 
gives me something that I can share with you and something that you can likely relate to. And now we've come a little closer together. Now we've started to recognize we have a little bit more in common because it really is the little ideas or it really is the little things, right? Whereas we get caught up in the big concepts about how we're similar. Like, are we from the same country? Do we have the same skin color? Do we speak the same language? Personally, I'm more interested in the little things. This is why I like George Carlin. Like a lot of his uh, comedy over the years was really about the little human things. Like he was talking about how some of us, we just will sit there in our comfortable chair and we'll start like picking at our nails and like tearing off little pieces of dry skin and putting it on the table next to us. Like it's the nastiest thing, but people do it all the time and we never talk about it. We never talk about it. And why don't we talk about it when that's the stuff that actually makes us come together? That's why my favorite quote to this day regarding uh, religion and, and, and God and whatnot is that the stench of mine armpits is holier than any church. And it's because we all have stinky armpits. It brings us together and it's real as opposed to the product of fiction and thought. Yeah, and if that's really all we're looking for out there, everything we do is just find those connections. And yet we're so caught up and concerned with how people are perceiving us. And yet most people are so caught up and concerned with how everyone's perceiving them that if we just stopped doing that and were ourselves, we would all find so much more connection because we all we are all so much more similar than we are different. And especially when it comes to our insecurities and and the things that we suffer through are all significantly more similar than they are different. And when I started to realize that, you know, the shit I was going through when I was younger, my teenage years, like other people were going through it as well. Other people were going through the same stuff. We get caught up in thinking that we're the only ones going through the shit we're going through. Like, no, there's been tons of people who have gone through exactly what you're going through and worse and come out of it and learned from it and grown from it. And then had certain things, uh, oh, interesting. And then had certain things uh, that they that they learned from it, and then they were able to build deeper connections with people because they stopped trying to hide everything about themselves. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, with breaking down the idea. That's uh, it's almost becoming fun for me now because people do hold on to ideas of both of us, be it on the podcast, be it on social media, be it about whatever. And so now I'm I'm almost like excited to break it down even more. Just do shit and, and, or say shit or make videos about shit that go right, like shit on the idea of being spiritual. Just take a big fat steamer all over spirituality be like, fuck you. I'm not spiritual. I'm you. And there's no rules to that. There's no rules to being reality. There's no, you know, list of shit you have to do it's if you're free in yourself you can experience empathy and you're you're basing your experience off of that keeping things light is about finding the humor in things is about poking fun at people sometimes they're all right they're grown adults they're they'll survive and you know if you're not harming people like doing shit that you want to do but people put you in this box and then they think because that's the idea that they want to live up to, they put you in that in order to then have something to live up to. So if if we can do our best to break down the idea to being where you're at now, like bringing myself down, 
your idea of me down to the place that you're at right now, you may realize there's nowhere you have to go. There's nothing you have to become. You're already it. All you have to do is relax into that. It's already happening. It's already happening perfectly all the time. It's your concern that it isn't that gets in the way. The concern that you're not in the right spot, that you're not feeling the right thing, that you're not going through the thing you should be going through. Like you're going through it. What do you mean should? Where does that come from? Your idea of what the right way to live is? No one knows the right way to live. It's all up to you. And uh, what you're doing here now is, if anything, the right way to live all the time. I got to say, as someone out there or someone who has been out there just <laughs> giving it to religion every every time, every time I can and spirituality, for sure, because, again, like snake oil, that that spiritual disillusion is brutal. It's terrible. It's, it's one of those things that really grates on me because it's so close to the core, because it's so close to the actual point. And it uses all the right language, but it twists it. It makes the veil so much thicker. And so it's just been me out here. And I really appreciate that you share that sentiment that you're willing to get out there and go, yeah, rocking boats is actually for, you know, the common good. And it's like, yeah, it is, but it's not going to make you a lot of friends and you're not bulletproof. So do keep that in mind and try and keep your head down to some degree, you know, laugh and be empathetic. And that will definitely help you. I did want to address the question in the comment section right now. Is this live? This is live as I obviously just demonstrated. So you can join us today. This is a call-in show. So if you would like to join us, just go to dualisticunity.com slash live, and then you can join us for about 10-ish minutes. So we're going to try and make sure that we can get to everybody who does call in. Uh, there's a phone number that you can use, as well as a link that you can use if you'd like to be on the screen. Speaking of which, we do have somebody in the queue. So Andrew, unless you have anything you'd like to say. Nothing else to say. Excited awesome. to uh, chat. <laughs> Give me a second here and we will admit him. And this would be Steve. Steve, hello. Hey, what's up, guys? How, How are you? Hey. Good. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make sure. Okay. Hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm nervous, but it's okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. I get nervous all the time. <laughs> I would I would be nervous too if I was calling in and do a show. Even right now, I was just like randomly hopping on a show. So <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> Do you think you guys were talking about like talking, talking things out? Um did you grow did you grow up in families where you were in, like you were allowed to talk? Because like I had a, I had a very old school dad was just like you don't talk you know what I mean like like you keep stuff in you know what I mean like you're not allowed I mean yeah I mean um, I would say that I def definitely did not I mean I, I grew up under the children are seen and not heard rule for the most part yeah. and I didn't have much of a family to begin with so when I was with somebody it was very much you know a matter of inconvenience for them so it's not like i ever felt welcomed or or, or uh, encouraged to open up and then of course there were so many opportunities where you do open up and they're just not prepared for what you're talking about or they're not able to relate to you because they're so busy in their own thing being adults and yeah. egotistical people as a whole so no i would say that i definitely did not grow up with that environment though it is an environment i do try to create for my own daughter 
Yeah. Do you think it's a generational thing or do you think it's just like, like just like a trauma thing? Like we're like, you know, I mean, like now kids are a lot more allowed. I feel like younger people are really allowed to like, you know, exert authority in a way they weren't able to do maybe, you know, you know what I mean? Because my dad was, I think my dad was like, he was like a silent generation person. So he wasn't even a baby boomer. He was like old, older than that. So. Yeah, that's a good um, question. I, I think things have really changed. Sorry, Andrew, I'm just going to cut you off for a quick second. I think things have really changed because of primarily what drives us now. Like we've become a, a, a much more egotistical society in a lot of ways, but our environment has changed in so many ways as well. And what I mean is like our great grandparents, for example, yeah, they grew up in an environment that was probably mostly ruled by the church or at least the culture that the church had had created. Yeah. So there was very much a, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child, that kind of that kind of mentality. But around them, there wasn't a lot of like flashing lights or people in the media or anything else showing them like you can talk, you can do what you want. In fact, there are people out here saying, fuck you if I can't fucking talk and shit like that. Like we didn't have that much in terms of examples for that. So I think that's a big factor. I think a lot of people are out there looking at, at the fact that there are so many people in the media, like Andrew, for example, exactly what he was just saying before this, like just the fact that he's willing to question spirituality openly and he is willing to frustrate some people and he does have such a big following that impacts people. All of a sudden yeah. they're like, oh, I can do that. How many of us had that growing up? It's just something that the culture didn't present and it didn't, didn't encourage by any means. I mean, we had John Lennon, you know, people like John Lennon, but they all get end up, they all end up getting shot. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I I think, and yeah, just to add, um, I think with just our environment is very much shifting. As Ray said, mentioned religion used to be much more, have much more of a stronghold. You know, media was very limited. There was only a couple TV channels. And now with, you know, the age of information, the age of the internet, people are able to ask more questions and be more curious about things. And it's not just, you know, they ask a question and someone gives them an answer. And then another question, they're like, start getting annoyed. And then they're like, shut up. It's just the way it is. Instead, we're able to figure it out for ourselves. And there's so much access to information that all of these things that kind of relied on the lack of information being out there, yeah. we're able to be like, oh, this, this thing that you're curious about, well, this is the answer. And that's it. And, and now people are like, wait a second. I don't know if that's the answer. Maybe there, there's other stuff here. And so they start doing their own digging because they're actually able to Supposed in the past, there was just a lot less access to information. And so I think it's like a, a kind of full shift to say what the cause and effect is. I don't know, isn't isn't as relevant as just the understanding that there is a shift being made and it's all causing and affecting each other all the time. But is it like an evolutionary positive shift? I think it's what we uh, do with it. <laughs> I mean, I would hope it would be. Right. Because it's it's an inevitability. Like it's funny if you look at um, David Bowie, for example. I think it was twenty years ago. He was talking about the impact that the internet would have that people weren't even considering at the time. They're like, "Oh, I can read the news now, and I can download MP3s and shit." He's like, "No, this is going to change the face of how we have a discourse. This is going to change the face of how we interact with one another. It's going to change privacy. It's going to change everything." And he he saw it back then, but nobody else was looking at it, right? So. I think there are things that we are going to go through, whether we want to or not. I think that there are certain stages that 
are necessary just by virtue of our changing mentality. I don't think it's a positive or a negative. I really do think that each and every stage, just like in our own development, is an opportunity to make a choice towards or away from selfishness. Um, and I think that that's very much why this discussion is so important, because this is how we sway where we're going as things change. We can't stop things from changing. We can't even control how things change, but we can control how we interact with it. We can control how we react to it, even how we perceive it. And that changes quite a bit. Interesting. Um, I just, I don't know, I don't even know where to go because you guys are like kind of like on a really cool level that I'm, um, I mean, I want, I feel like I always feel censored when I talk because I don't even know what to like, what's normal and when what's not normal to like bring up, especially around like peers because I had, I'm an only child and stuff. So, I mean, I talk about concepts that are like, that people just looking like, you just can't do it with normal, normal people, in my opinion. I agree. Like, well, it's not normal so much as people who are comfortable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like when I grew up, not that I, I don't want to harp on it, but like the idea that my parents weren't, I could tell my parents weren't present at all. And I knew, like, it felt so scary because it was like, an, they were showing me that it was dangerous because they couldn't be present. So I remember occasionally I would become like very present in the moment as a kid. And I'd be like, why are these people who I'm dependent on running around like crazy? There must, you know what I mean? Like, and I was really terrified of that. And, you know, eventually that like presence it would come and go and I'd actually would release like energy, like shame energy. Like one, like I was, look, I mean, I'm not present now. I'm not saying I'm the best energy, but like, I'm very self-conscious of that. But um, like, I, I remember being shamed one time by my, and I, I felt it and I allowed it to pass through without reacting to it. And I remember how like amazing it was. And I was like maybe seven or eight and I was, it was like, it must have like advanced me like to some like different level. And then I remember telling my parents I was like born before and they were like, that's nice. Like you should be a Buddhist, which is dismissive, right? Like telling me I should be a Buddhist. So there were like these metaphysical experiences I had as a kid that kind of got less and less as I grew. And, um, I don't want to have kids unless I'm present. Like I will, I mean, I feel a little guilty. Maybe I should, I want to, I want to have family, but like, I don't want to be neurotic raising kids and just traumatizing them. Or should I, should I just be like, Hey, they signed up for it. You know, like, I mean, it's like kind of a philosophical dilemma. You know what I mean? Like knowing you're traumatized, you're trying to de-traumatize yourself. So I have to bring have kids. Kid. I get it. Yeah. Like, are you going to like, because you can't, like teach them things that you're not. So if you're not present, they're gonna know that. And like, if you have like, if you're doing something shady on the side, no matter what it is, like that energy, they're gonna know, like they're gonna sense it. You know, you can't hide like from the universe, right? Cause they're reflections. Oh yeah, no, your kids learn how you are, not what you wanna teach them. Exactly. They really do, like, for sure. Yes, by your example. So you could be like, you know, kind of like, I'm not trying to like trigger you or upset you, but it's like. Oh, you'd have to work pretty hard. Uh, no, but like, 
I mean, I did like, so, when I was learning social work, I remember hearing a story of this mom who like hit her eating. Okay, so, you know, like people, th people say what you're thinking, right? Like you think thoughts and then it comes out of people's mouths. Like, so we're all connected, obviously. So it's like, you can't really hide. And knowing that without, knowing that kind of makes you crazy. Steve, have you had an opportunity to check out the Dualistic Unity podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the reason well, I ask is because these are all things that we talk about all the time, but we really do start at like the ground up on episode one. And when we develop this conversation that I think you're really going to enjoy because none of what you're talking about is, is, is I guess, crazy to us. This is a conversation we have all the time. Like, and, and you keep saying like, I'm not present. You're all, you are the present. Like there's no choice. It's just how close to that are you resonating? And, and that's very much based on the narrative that you tell yourself. So telling yourself you're not the present takes you farther away from the reality that you always are. Right. So yeah. things like that, like, it really just comes down to getting out of the way, letting it happen and, and, and all of that. And I would really very much enjoy the opportunity to keep having this conversation with you. We have a discord community with a bunch of members on there. We do weekly groups. We we're going to be doing call-in shows like this every two weeks. As you know, you were here last week and I really appreciate the participation there, but uh, no, I think you'd fit right in, in this conversation. Cause it's all about just self-responsibility. It's not about being a group. It's about, being individuals who have a common shared interest in being an individual and being free of all of our yeah. shit, you know? So I, I think that uh, you would very much enjoy that. I'm, I'm just wrapping this up because I know we've got about a minute, half a minute left here because we do have another person in the queue, but no I, I just wanted no to say problem. that uh, I'm glad you're here, man. I, I'm glad you found us for sure. No, I mean, I think this is what you needed. Sometimes I'm like, why are these guys popping up? Like, why am like, cause like, you know, you resonate with people at certain times and certain times of the day you're in the flow and then, you guys pop up at certain times when I'm in a certain mindset and I'm like, okay, well, they can't hate me that bad. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. No, we appreciate it for sure. So yeah. I should just sign up. I mean, what do you got? Just, is it interactive or you just listen or what? Yeah. Uh, Patreon's a group like this, just with a few more people. Like okay. we do it five days a week on Patreon and, you know, obviously the podcast is a great place to start if you're enjoying that conversation, want to get involved in the conversation. But yeah, it's, it's literally questions you were asking just now, just yeah. with a, a few more people. So, well, it's like, yeah, yeah. How do you apply having the knowledge and then how to live your life through it? Right. So, anyway, that's the point of the show because for me, I've been at this for half my life. I'm 43. Okay. Yeah. So it's been all integration. How do I apply this? for the last 20 years. And so Andrew and I started off with, Andrew just woke up to the idea, to the fact that he's not what he thinks he is. And we started from there and it's been a long conversation all the way up. I think you're really gonna dig it. Cool. I appreciate it guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being appreciate here and everything that you do in your life. Thanks man. Bye Steve. See you. That's awesome. We do have another person in the queue. Just give me a few minutes here and I'm just going to go and address a noise that happened behind me quickly and I'll be right back. All right. All right. I got the floor to myself. Um, no, this, this is always a blast. I love doing these every two weeks. Um, just getting people involved. That's really what we're trying to do. 
more so is with whether it's i mean patreon and discord are obviously where the bulk of our community goes to chat like discord is always any time of day there's people on there talking about amazing stuff and then patreon we do you know we have three tiers for those who are curious tier one uh gets two group chats a week tier two gets five and tier three gets six or tier two gets four tier t yeah something five days a week tier two and three get get calls so um yeah it's uh those are a blast they're pretty much just like any of the questions that come up on here are pretty much what the patreon groups are like so uh, if you're enjoying the conversation, if you're enjoying the podcast and want to talk more or talk to us in person, it's literally just like this, just with a couple more people on with us. And we just go around talking about insights, questions, whatever it may be. And it's a fucking blast. Ray's back. I am back. I appreciate your patience. We have Ben in the queue who... We know very well Ben was actually at the first retreat, so uh, it's always nice to connect with him. I'm just going to let him into the room here. Hello. Ben, how are you? Yo, what's up, Ben? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, I wanted to share a couple of cool things interesting things that happened to me today. Um, first one, I am on the bus on the way to work and I take the bus every day. And uh, there's always like some kids that go on it and they, they just take the public transportation to go to school. And today, um, one of the, one of the little kids, like, so on the bus, you pull the cord to like request to stop. And this kid, like, he's so he's so excited to pull the cord like he was um like there's this like other older girl that put them in that uh, takes them to school every day and um he's just like so excited whenever they get to the stop and like i just noticed today that he pulled it and he was like so proud of himself <laughs> and i was like oh my god i i need to start approaching everything like that it's like being so excited to just pull the cord to stop a bus because he probably thinks it was the coolest thing ever. And it kind of brought me back to when I was his age and just like any like little you approach anything with childlike wonder. And, you know, he, he's just, he's in the present. Like he's just looking forward to that cord, man. Um, so I'm going to try to look forward to other stuff like that as well. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to share was that was interesting at work. I was at a meeting and this one guy joined late and um, someone else who was already talking on the meeting, um, the guy was like, sorry, I'm late. What did I miss? And then the guy was like, he was, he was joking. He was like, oh, you know, we were just talking about what we were going to do with our lottery winnings um, and split it. And, but you missed out. So sorry. And I was like, that's funny. But then it made me think, what? So you know how like work, like groups of departments, like buy lottery tickets. It's like, I was thinking, why do they do that? And it's because everyone wants to fucking get out of there. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, like, can we just not 
put on the act anymore you know like why i can't believe it like we're all we're all putting together so that we can all leave in a way yeah because it's not based on enthusiasm or fulfillment right i'm gonna pass it to andrea because i know he's got some insights and i know having a kid that's exactly what it's like for them it's like sweet the bell you know, and, and you, that's all it's about because it's cool. It is cool. I still find it cool. You ring a bell, the person in the front's like, I got this. And they stop for you. Fucking A. Like, that's awesome. But we never look at it that way. We oversimplify things. We take it for granted. We do all that. Right. So, no, I really appreciate you speaking up and, and bringing that up, man. Yeah. the On the children's side to start, it is fascinating how much we can learn from kids. We look at them and they're like, oh, they're just immature, blah, blah, blah. They're just playing. They don't know. I don't know what the real world is like. And like we create the real world. We create this, you know, idea, the society, and we are too caught up in, you know, our immediate gratification to recognize, you know, the responsibility we could take for it and actually begin to make change towards it. And so it's like starting out on the child example, like we can certainly learn a lot more from that. And if we took that point of view, then, you know, from your second example, the the lottery type situation at work, like if you actually looked at things for what they were and realized like all these people pulling their money together could just pull their thoughts and ideas together and create an environment that is more enjoyable. They can be more enthusiastic, bring a more childlike perspective into that situation, realize that it doesn't have to be this begrudging task all the time begrudging there we go begrudging task all the time and you can actually enjoy the experience a little bit more it's not to say that it's going to be like the most fun thing in your life but it could be a little bit more enjoyable than it is right now and you letting go of the idea that you know it is this awful thing and just work is just work and you know take the alan watts perspective of everything is play a little bit more often you can actually see the enjoyment you know you can get out of certain things but it's just that shift from you know i i have to do this i need to do this i should be doing this to i can do this i'm able to do this why not make the most of this this is my experience here now why the fuck not make the most of it and so i see that you know that mentality that childlike mentality of just it's incredible even sitting here right now, like I'm talking into a microphone while I'm looking at a computer with two other people on different parts of the world with a bunch of other people from different parts of the world watching me talking to this microphone. They're hearing what I'm saying. The sound's coming out of my mouth. It's making sense to them. That's fucking insane. Like this situation right here, as simple as it seems, it's fucking mind blowing. Like it's incredible. And then when you start to see things in that way, start doing things for the sake of doing them, you're actually attentive to where you're at, actually living your life as opposed to striving for this unattainable goal of becoming something more than you already are. Because then you get to the end of your life and you're like, shit, the whole time it was just about being attentive to where I was. And, you know, I had already been the wholeness and completeness that I wanted to become. It was just about enjoying it the whole time, about getting fucking hype, about pulling a bell on a bus is all it ever came down to. But I appreciate you sharing those because, yeah, I love uh, I love hearing examples like that. Yeah, I want to throw in one more thing because it dawned on me while we were talking about this because I've worked for the majority of my life. I'm 43. I've worked for almost as long as I can remember just because I've been on my own for so very long. And so you have to survive somehow. I have always just had to kind of swallow that down. Like, 
do you got to work? You have to survive. This is what you have to do. And it was never necessarily things that I would have liked to do if I wasn't getting paid, which is very much the reason that people buy those lottery tickets. They're just like, please let me out of this. And that's how you can tell. But I can tell you right now, like as long as it's taken me to let go of all that, do things for the moment, regardless of the job I had to let go of my opinion and make it about what I could get out of each and every moment, even if I didn't like the job itself, that I'm at a point now where doing this, which is my dream job, oddly enough, um, even if I won the lottery, I wouldn't stop doing it. Like it wouldn't in any way dawn on me like, oh, I won the lottery. I don't have to do dualistic unity anymore. Like what a mind blowing thought because I would gladly do dualistic unity for the rest of my life. Like I just, I love doing this so much and it has nothing to do with the money. And I just find that really funny. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? Like I always would like to ask people like about their jobs, like, would you still do this if you didn't get paid? And I think mostly everyone would be like, no, (laughs) fuck that. Um, But, and the other point I wanted to bring up what about just paying attention to the moment and you can, you can just start thinking about how far in like infinity goes in the moment. Um, and I was having this conversation with my coworker, but Andrew was talking about the mind blowing fact that we're talking to each other through a screen. And I was thinking, I want like just how abstracted everything is nowadays. So like you type an email, you you're writing on the keyboard. Imagine if you had to flip the ones and zeros yourselves, yourself on the computer and like, flip the electrical field in every little circuit but it's abstracted so many layers like you're so far removed from that reality that it's just a keyboard and a screen but you don't think about all the electrons moving throughout your computer into the integrated circuits and then back to every single pixel displaying it it's (sighs) mind-blowing yeah and i and i say this as somebody who grew up with uh dos and basic as programming languages, trying to make anything appear on the screen, it's fucking difficult because you actually had to know like the hex codes and everything of each and every color or the RGB codes. Like you had to make sure you told it which pixel to display on. All of that didn't come for a long time. Like I, I, I was using Windows 2.11. Anybody who hasn't been exposed to Windows 2.11, it's basically a list of the files that are on your hard drive and a mouse that's Windows 2.11. And you actually had to get there deliberately by starting up DOS, which was your disk operating system, and then typing in windows.exe. And I'm I'm including the .exe because it was important that you do that. Otherwise it wouldn't know what Windows was. That is all part and parcel now with how Windows comes out. There's no more DOS. Windows is actually its own operating system. It does all of that for you now. Before you used to have to boot up and you'd have to launch Windows and then you have to launch the programs within Windows. There was this whole series of steps. doesn't exist anymore. How many people know that? Almost no one. No, I, I certainly don't. But yeah, that, that and that's the thing about each experience that we're going through in each and every moment. Like we, we start to glaze over them so much more and we don't recognize the depth of everything like every single thing that we do everything that goes into just using this situation as an example again beyond just the computer interactions like everything that we're doing everything that's 
we've experienced is coming out in everything that we say, like our tone of voice relative to how, how free we feel in each moment, like that's impacted by every experience that we've had and everything leading up to, you know, our parents' experience and our birth. And, and it's all leading up and culminating into this moment. Like we discount that it's like, Oh yeah. Present moment. I don't know. I'm, I'm in it. Sometimes I'm out of it. Sometimes like there's so much, there's infinite depth to every interaction that you have, every situation that you have. Every single person that you come across has an infinite array of experiences, an infinite depth to which got them to this experience that you two are interacting, you know, between each other in each moment. Like it's fucking fascinating when you really go into it. And how often do we do that? Very rare. But that like those experiences are fulfilling in themselves. But instead, you know, we we glaze over all of it and we're like, oh, I just want this because this is going to make me feel better and this is going to make me more valuable. And that's it. And like, that's our fucking experience is just trying to become more than what we feel like we are right now. Cause you just want to feel a little bit better than we do right now. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You already won. You're exactly. like, the, you're in the present moment. You're alive. Like there's nothing else to do, man. <laughs> just celebrate it by, by doing whatever you wish. And uh, yeah, see, we're out. So um Super, super nice talking to you. Always, guys. always. And yeah. anybody who doesn't know, Ben is a regular participant in our groups. He's always offering an insight. You can find him in our social media feeds as well. He's all, always leaving great comments. I appreciate how enthusiastic you are about your own growth, Ben. I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the months. And I look forward to seeing you potentially at one of the future events or one of the future retreats. As I said, we have one coming up in November in the Netherlands. I don't know if you can make that, but there might also be a short longish weekend in june in colorado and i will let you know as we get closer to that hell yeah yeah the june one i booked up that month but november i'm literally like setting aside time for that one awesome so hell Love yeah yeah always great chatting with you man uh, i look forward to doing it again soon definitely all right guys thank you yeah. peace see you ben I love Ben. He's awesome for sure. It's so very encouraging. I got to say like meeting you, for example, was it super encouraging? I was like, hey, this is great. Like dude's 27 years old asking some pretty fundamental questions and he's not doing so from some trauma response. He's doing so out of genuine interest. And, and it's really encouraging because I think that's a big part of this is that the conversation becomes important to people, not just out of necessity, but because it's an interesting conversation. I think that's why it gets so lost. People tend to make it all spiritual and whatnot when it could be just a very grounded conversation about how we exist in the world. Yeah, for sure. It's fun recognizing that it doesn't have to be, you know, the high-minded stuff all the time. Like we talk about everything. We'll go into any topic and, and bring with it a perspective not through a super egotistical divided, you know, idea that you're not enough, but from recognition of being enough already and so it's not the common mentality and so everything we talk about is able to be talked about but it's coming from a an alternate perspective that isn't the mainstream conversation happening right now and so it's just a lot of fun to do because it, it is applicable to all of the situations in reality that we experience and it's just a lot of fun Absolutely. We have another person in the queue. So we're looking forward to this. Just give us a second and we will let him in.
just a brief moment here. We're gonna get better at this gap thing, I promise. Hugo, how are you? I'm awesome. Can you hear me? We definitely can. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank Welcome, you. Hugo. Thank you. Wow, I've just started following you guys, and it's amazing sitting here with you now. It's <laughs> that's crazy. Fuck yeah. Great to yeah. see you. Glad you're able to join us so soon. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, there's the video as well. Yo. Hey. Yeah, so, so I'm you had some questions about uh, the ego and the perspective of unity, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so I've been doing lately what we call shadow integration. You can call it whatever you want, but like taking parts of your ego and accepting it as it is because it seems like you so often like accept it right and um you become yeah and, and that that just creates a great obstacle uh for doing what you want to do um and and now when I've, I've been thinking about this perspective of unity and dropping like the whole ego at once, just it's just the one-step process, as you call it. Um, it's, um, it's quite weird, like also experiencing at the same time. It could be that simple, right? Yeah, yeah well, it's simple, not easy. It's something we tend to say over and over again, right? Yeah. Because it is, it's just a matter of, Oh, right, I'm in it again. And then letting it go. And we don't recognize that that, that in itself is a resolution because our, our ego doesn't like that. Our ego is just like, but I'm important. Think about me. It's like, I don't need to. You're just part of the process. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, you know, working against that. As simple as it is, there's a lot of things working against it. You know, our entire society is rooted in the idea that we are all what we think we are. Our brains constantly trying to settle on certainties, settle on answers, confirm any fleeting idea of what we think we are. It's like, oh, you think you're that? All right, let's let's double down. Let's confirm that. Let's let's reassure that because we want to be certain. And there is no certainty. So so there's a lot of things working against it, which is why it is impressive to recognize that you can even let it go, like that it's even an option. But at the same time, it's not about forcing it to go away necessarily like jumping the gun and just being like all right i don't have to worry about that anymore like it's always going to come up there's always going to be situations and things happen in your life where you know things are feeling unstable and certain and you really want to cling to some certainty and and understanding that there's going to be consequences to it like any any idea that you settle upon about the way things are the way you are is yeah. going to be a limit a limitation as you said it's going to it's going to hinder you from doing the things that maybe you want to do, but recognizing that any idea you settle upon isn't the reality of you. Any idea, anything that you think you are is not the reality of what you are. So keeping that in mind definitely helps as you move move through you know, your brain cycles of wanting to settle upon things. It's like, all right, I, I understand why you're doing that, but we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm study of I'm studying clinical psychology, and there's 
like this whole framework of trying to figure out how everything works, including consciousness and and all of that. And it's but when you when you get down to the nitty-gritty, it's like, well, we we don't really know what we're doing here. Like we're we're just painting a very pretty picture of this whole thing. Um very detailed. Um, but in the end, we still don't know what the fuck's going on. And it remains a mystery. And, and it's weird how people then start trusting psychology as like the truth and trusting people having authority over that subject instead of trusting their own experience. Yeah, because they have a certificate and it seems like a really simple solution. Well, everybody else vouches for how much you know, so you must know a lot. And it's because largely I don't understand what you know, right? So my wife is actually a clinical psychologist and we have another member of our um, Patreon groups who regularly joins us and actually was featured in one of our roundtables with my wife talking about psychology, talking about some of the limitations of how things tend to be categorized into disorders, how things tend to be uh, pathologized, uh, just as a matter of course, rather than questioning the gray area, understanding you're just really um, categorizing a set of behaviors. It's not necessarily a disorder so much as a, a habit that's really ingrained over time because of numerous different influences, things like that. But that's really hard for our brain to take in. We just want that simple, there's something wrong with me, fix it. And, and that and that really is it. Whereas if you put it on the person, which is the process of psychology, it's really getting that person to accept responsibility, right? So basically yep. making yourself less important over time. But how many psychologists do you know who are massive egomaniacs who would die to make themselves less important? It wouldn't even dawn on them that they should be less important. They'd be like, no, no, you keep coming to me because I know. And that's the problem is that the yep. ego is so it's it weeds its way into everything it's just under the surface it's just we don't keep it in mind and because of that it tends to run rampant especially in large structures right when especially where you can just say well you jumped through the hoops so therefore you must be quality material it's like yeah, but what if you're just really good at jumping through hoops and you haven't been paying attention otherwise <laughs> exactly and it's so the like there's such a huge difference that pe people just put psychology into one box and there's such a huge span and the different implications of it and like when you study personality for instance what and when there's different personalities because people tend to be like this or be like that stably over time and over situations yeah that's because like the truth in that is like people tend to be like that. It, that doesn't mean it has to be like that. We've studied people on group level and, and then you start believing that, okay, so I'm this kind of person. And then you come, but now I have a problem. And then you come into like a session and the therapists are in question, questioning your personality. And you're like, what? But psychology told me that I'm this personality. So yeah, it just gets confused.
Yeah, it, it really is half-ass backwards. We were actually talking about this in uh, our Patreon call yesterday, I think, with someone who is a psychologist, just how it's almost like if, if you took everyone in all of reality and, and we measured everything about them and we're like, found some trends here and there, found some similar types of behaviors. It's like, then we, we start to notice certain patterns, but we've gotten to a point where we've then taken those things and taken new people and tried to then fit them into those boxes and be like, okay, you're experiencing this, which box you're probably in, in that one. It's like, no one was ever in a box. Everyone was always having their individual unique experience. And we just saw some, you know, trends, similar types of things happening, but they were all unique to begin with. And then we grouped them together and said, okay, this is this disorder. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's just, we're noticing some trends here, but because can we, we desire that certainty, it's really hard to control a population that isn't placed in boxes that we recognize everyone is having their own unique experience. There are sure there are similarities that we measure, but they're not the same. They're not just this thing and then have this yeah. disorder and it's like oh you have this all right take these meds you know you're good there's no nuance there, there's no nuance to that process despite everything being nuance everything being gray area there is no black and white and yet we try and create that in an inherently nuanced gray you know quote-unquote gray reality because we want that certainty because it makes us feel more comfortable because if someone has a certificate it's like okay well they have the certificate and therefore it's fine no matter what type of practices they do or what they actually do to help it's like we'd rather feel comfortable about doing it than give a fuck if they actually do anything of benefit for you <laughs> which is crazy and at the same time some people some people really want the reassurance that they are this kind of people for for instance people like want a ADHD diagnosis because like oh thank you now i now i have like an explanation for who i am and now i feel reassured despite the fact that now my box just got way tighter yep yeah and i probably had to go through like a year of tedious things to get there so yeah absolutely no it's uh it's really interesting. You know, it's very much like philosophy gets in the way of the insight that philosophy is trying to in inspire. You know, psychology tends to get in the way of the healing that it's trying to facilitate at the end of the day. But it really is, I think, in the direction of having this conversation. Admittedly, like we use certain psychological concepts. We, we do get into a lot of things that are discussed in psychology and philosophy and spirituality and all these things. So if it wasn't for the advancements of those fields of study, we wouldn't be able to have such a rich and nuanced conversation. So I think we get caught up in, in thinking like psychology is the way, but perhaps psychology is just a step on the way. You know, perhaps it's just one part of the spectrum of the conversation that we're working our way up to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Hugo, I, I don't know if you, you said that you've been watching the podcast and I'm very grateful that you have been. I'm really glad that you joined us today. We are running out of time, but we do have somebody in the queue, but I wanted to say, do join us again. If you can join us for some of our group discussions, they're great fun. You know, we do that on Patreon, but we also do it once a week on, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time for free. Uh, you can register on the website. The only week that we're not doing that is this week 
unfortunately, this Wednesday, we will not be doing our free live show or our Inst- or our TikTok show or unfortunately our Patreon group just because we have some family related stuff that's happening. So we, we won't be doing that this week. But every other week, we are there and we would love to see you. I'll check it out. Yeah, Hugo, thanks Thank for joining you, us, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much, guys. Peace. See ya. That was right. awesome. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. I love this call-in show. This is so much fun. I really love connecting with people, especially people that we've never talked to before. You know, on the other hand, we're bound to run into somebody that we know. Somebody's in the queue. And unfortunately, there's no name on this person in the queue. So it's going to be one of two people who have submitted the form thus far. Just want to say, if you want to join us, just go to dualisticunity.com slash live. Ooh, I think I do know who this is uh, because somebody else just jumped in. Yes. All right. I think this is just about mind shifts, uh, mindset shift. Awesome. Here we go. See what I mean by there? There was no name on it. I know it's not Xiaomi. I know that. Hello. Hey. Welcome. What is up? You are on mute, or we can't hear you at the moment. Audio is not coming through. Perfect. Hello. Hello. We can hear you. Yes. All right. Appreciate you being here. No worries. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. I like the uh, tapestry, the forest you got back there. Thank you. Thank you. Love nature. So, welcome. Uh, you know, you there. wanted to discuss uh, life and mindset shift. So, what did you have in mind? Well, I was just listening to um, um, you guys talking about psychology and how I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I I follow Andrew on Insta. And I really resonate with some of the things that he says. And um, I'm also going through kind of a hard time in my life. And just wanted to, I'm also very isolated and wanted to get, uh, talk to, I don't know, open-minded individuals that, and I'm also interested in joining the Patreon and join the Discord. Well, we're glad you're here. First off, I'll pass it to Andrew in a second. But for myself, as somebody who spent a long time feeling isolated and alone and going through shit, um, I'm glad you found us because that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this discussion. So whether you join us on Patreon, definitely join us on Discord. You can find that link on the website for anybody who's interested. We have almost 750 people who are joining this conversation. So we are all in the same boat. It's nice to have you here. I'll pass it to Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you. Um, and yeah, when it comes to, uh, isolation, loneliness, it is a very interesting conversation because there's a lot to it. And I've certainly been through times in my life where I am lonely, alone, feeling isolated, feeling, you know, separated from people in my life that I'm usually surrounded by. And even, even right now I'm, I'm in, I'm 
in a spot for the winter that is not near any of my friends. I haven't seen uh, friends in a while um, no. or, you know, that many people day to day, like a lot of my life's just <laughs> doing these calls, clipping up videos, you know, all that stuff. And and I think isolation really does come down to your perspective, you know, how you look at it very much, no. you know, the idea of, of yourself and your idea of where you should be as if no. not being isolated is inherently better than being isolated. And so, although it may not solve all of the feelings that you're having, letting go of the idea that it's something that you shouldn't be feeling can help a lot. Like the, the idea that you should be in another spot, that you should be in a different place, that all these other people are in this other spot and their situation is better than mine. It's like, those are all ideas. Those are all concepts. Those aren't the reality of the situation. And our resistance typically leads to a little bit more suffering. The idea that we shouldn't be in the spot that we're in it's not to say it solves everything, but it definitely goes against our ability to see things a little bit more clearly that allows us to, you know, end up in potentially you a different situation. Isolated. You mean being isolated makes you see things more clearly? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. It doesn't seem like that at first, especially if you have, if you're focused on your opinion of being isolated, because then you're not dealing with being isolated. You're dealing with your opinion of being isolated. Yep. It's a totally different journey, right? But when you get out of the way and you go, right, I'm going to be alone at some point anyway. And I kind of am the only person in my awareness. Like it doesn't matter how many people I have around me. I'm the only one, the one in me, right? Mm -hmm. So we're always alone right. to some degree. That feeling of isolation is always there. And I say this as somebody who fucked off into the woods for eight months, you mm -hmm. know, just to get away from everyone and to be isolated. I'm telling you, there's that's no difference. One that's one of my dreams to uh, live in the, live in the nature. Yeah. Well, but, it's, it's uh, worth it, but you'll be left with yourself and your tendency to have an opinion. Of course. It's, um, I, I wouldn't say I have no, I don't think isolation, isolation is, uh, it's a familiar feeling, I feel like, uh, but not involuntary isolation. I feel like voluntary isolation is very, very helpful. But like, for example, um, most of my life I've been isolated. I've been moving around. Uh, I've, I've moved around uh, a lot in my life and never had the chance to make stable friends and haven't really had uh, somebody that I could rely on. And I recently got out of a relationship and um, it went from me having this life that I always dreamt of and being with the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life to a sudden shift of now I'm completely alone and have no one to talk to. And, but then I also, um, realized that before I was in this relationship, I had had a near death experience where I had my, I had appendicitis and I let it go on for way too long and so but yeah so i had a near-death experience i was scared of dying and then i was extremely grateful to still be alive and then my i i, I was just um journaling I, I just appreciated life a lot more and i really enjoyed the isolation 
to have some introspection and yeah. Yeah, it's a matter of perspective, right? Like you were saying, no. but what if it's involuntary, the isolation? And I can relate to you, man. I'm going to tell you right now, like I, I, my parents didn't want me from a very young age. I got passed around a lot. I moved at least a dozen times by the time I was 10 years old. And then through no. my teenage years, I was all over the place. And for a lot of it, I was homeless or on other people's couches. Like there was nothing, there was nothing. And I had no support network. So I feel, I feel from where you're coming from, let's just say that, but how do, you, how do you feel about just uh, find, giving yourself a purpose or letting somebody else give you a purpose? I think it comes down to priority and perspective, like I was saying, right? Like, what are you looking for? If you're looking for a sense of completion or a sense of wholeness, or if you're looking for a sense of happiness, or if you're looking for the cessation of what you're experiencing right now, frankly, you're fucked. And, and it's just because you're reinforcing the mentality that you're trying to get out of. So for me, it really just came down to the recognition that I was in my way in terms of making the most of my life. I was really living in the narrative. I was living in, in what I thought about being isolated and what I thought it meant about my, my potential and my future and what everybody else might think of me. Like there was a lot that was going into the simple fact of me being isolated. And that's what weighed me down. It no. was that shit that weighed me down. And so it's just the ongoing process of, I don't know. I don't know what this means. I don't know any of that stuff. What do I want to do with the time that I have? Because, and you'll know this, I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing you're not that old, but you will know that there are times when shit's just demanding. You don't have that time to be isolated and have that, that quiet time to reflect and all that, right? Well, now you do, you know, and, and if you could take advantage of this time, if you could use it as an opportunity to hibernate, as it were, to, to reflect, to journal, are you still journaling? That's a huge thing to do while you're isolated, you know, because that self-dialogue helps because there's very few people who want to talk about this stuff without trying to self-soothe or just fix you and just make some make the problem go away right so being able to talk this shit out changes everything being able to recognize like right this doesn't define me talking about it's not a bad thing but it's hard to find people who are willing to do that with you so i'm glad you found us and do come back because we want to keep talking to you about this you're not you don't have you still have more time don't worry i'm not kicking you out yet or anything but i just wanted to say that you know I, I've been there and we've, a lot of us have been there and, and we're glad that you found us because you're not alone in that you, you are, we all are, we're all in yeah. that together. Yeah. But I also, what I find very interesting is um, just the knowledge that you will die someday. And then how do you commit yourself to something knowing that what's your, what, what, what gives you so much initiative to do something when what's up why not why not what? yeah i guess right. from from both perspectives you know whether you're eternal or whether you're not no you're here now no right so in that why not do something with it and technically you're always doing something even when you feel like you're not even when you feel like you're fucking doing jack shit still mm -hmm. doing something might as yeah. well do something that you feel like you're doing something in like there, there's not necessarily a reason that i can give you to do things besides you know why do anything why not that's yep. you know up up to you but what i will say based on these this conversation so far i think you'd really 
enjoy our podcast, Dualist Community. I think you'd really enjoy um, starting out season one, especially season one, going through that. We talk about this stuff like in depth, a lot of different topics come at it from different perspectives, very much, you know, Ray coming at it from years of going through this stuff. Me, the podcast started pretty much a couple months after I recognized that I'm not what I think I am. And no, so no, it's. I've been, uh, do you, uh, um, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> awesome. I think, think you'd really enjoy it. And, you know, we got, we got our group chats and whatnot. You mentioned that you may be interested in these are the conversations that we're having. A lot of people going through very similar things all the time, yeah. sharing their perspectives, thoughts, insights, questions, and yeah, they're, they're a blast. So. Sorry. I, I was extremely disorganized. I didn't really have a, I just. I'm always disorganized. I embrace the chaos. Absolutely. Don't even worry about it. But do keep in mind that the mentality that you're struggling through, I was in that for a decade. It's the reason I do this. So you're not in this alone at all. I'm glad you found your way here. And definitely do do join us again. Do check out the podcast because everything about that podcast is basically a map out of hell from somebody who spent a long time in hell. So I, I would love to hear your thoughts. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with David Goggins, but his his books have been extremely helpful. That's awesome, and it relates to a conversation Andrew and I were having just before doing this episode, for sure. So yeah, no, it's definitely going to be something I think you'll enjoy because there is a certain degree of fortitude that is required to get out of hell. You have to have a certain degree of discipline in terms of questioning yourself and never settling on an answer because that's what will weigh you down. That's what will make you drown is the weight of the narrative. Okay. That's very, I've never heard that before. That's very, I'll have to think about that. Never giving yourself an answer. Damn right. Keep it light. I love that. Awesome. If you love that, you're going to fucking love (laughs) dualistic unity because that is the recognition that we have 138 episodes circling around. So, yeah, I think you'll love it, man. Thank, Thank you. you for Thank you. We appreciate it very do much. You, we hope to see you again. Do you guys do this live stream often or no? Every two weeks we do this live stream. And then um, the every, every alternating Tuesday, we do a group discussion with some of our Patreon supporters. So you can join that if you join us on Patreon. Uh, aside from that, we do a live stream on Sunday and Monday on Twitch as well. But it's not an interactive show. It's just Andrew and I shooting the shit. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'll uh, check that out. Awesome. You just made my day, man. I look forward to hearing how it's going. Thank you. Thank you. I'll keep you updated. Take care. Talk to you soon. That was awesome. That's exactly why we do this shit, isn't it? That's exactly why. I love it. So we have somebody else in the queue and we know this person. This is fantastic. This is somebody who is an active member of our Discord and an active member of our groups. Um, She talks to us about coaching. She talks talks to us about the best way to help people basically just realize that they don't really need help. They just need a bit of space and maybe some empathy. So in a moment, we're going to be joined by Steph Moss. And there we are. Steph, welcome. Hey. Steph, what's up? Okay, I can see myself now. <laughs> I just had a really good nap and I woke up and I saw you guys were going and I was like, oh shit, I want to jump on. 
Hell yeah. Welcome. Glad you did. Glad you woke up in time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's interesting. The last two guests that you had in both ways, I relate in, in my character's story in terms of like, even how I've kind of woken up over the last couple of years. And I started on TikTok and my For You page kept feeding me aut autism content and ADHD content. And I was like, ooh, this hits really hard. And I really honestly didn't know much about autism. And I got like super hyper-focused. I was like, what is this? And I went through the DSM-5. And then from there, I went through the entirety of my like backstory in life. And I was like, these are all the different areas of my life where it proves that I'm autistic. And then I went to an autism specialist where I was at. And I got an autism and ADHD <laughs> diagnosis. But in that process, it was really interesting because the autism specialist, she had an oxygen machine going at one point when she was giving me my IQ test. And after the fact, when she gave me my diagnosis, I brought up to her, I was like, so your oxygen machine, that really messed with me in terms of like focusing on what was going on with the test. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. I'm like, wait, it's supposed to be like a sensory processing disorder at a certain degree, right? Like, you would think of that. And from that process on, like, I thought about it more and more and experienced mushrooms and all of that fun stuff. And now I'm, I'm understanding it a little bit different. I'm understanding like how, yes, to a certain degree, my experiences can relate to autism, but I delved deeper into all the different diagnoses and whatnot and saw so many overlapping symptoms from them all. And I'm like, wait, am I autistic? Do I have ADHD or do I have CPTSD or am I bipolar or do I have BBT, BBD? like so many different things. And the more I've worked through it and processed it, the more I'm seeing how I had narratives that I was wrapped around on how I was supposed to behave, how I was internalizing things, how I was wrapped up in an idea of what I had to be. And yes, I still relate to all different areas of those diagnoses, but as I've been letting go of those things more and more, it's given me a lot more freedom in just expressing the what is of my experience in the moment. So then I can better work with my body or work with my environment to understand why it is exactly I'm processing that way. And it's been really fucking interesting. Um, it ended up leading to, when I got the diagnosis, it put me in that box initially. And I doubled down on so many things. Like a lot of people who get the autism diagnosis, when it sets in, all of a sudden their symptoms pop up more. And I saw that happening with me as well. And 
that led to a lot of complications in my life in a lot of different ways. I felt like I needed to be heard and seen in a whole different way. It created a lot of resistance and tension in my life and a lot of illusion that I was like, whoa. And it, that on top of a mushroom experience then eventually led to my relationship blowing up, causing me into isolation and losing everything that I had. But in that, like I'm realizing how much I didn't really have an idea of myself and still don't have an idea of myself. It will not have an idea of myself anymore because I just am here and now. So nicely said. Yeah, it's really interesting how we don't recognize how much of of what we go through in terms of the ups and downs, our necessary process in terms of growth. And it's because we tend to have this habit of taking our current mentality and going, this is how I'm going to think for the rest of my life. And it's not at all like we're going to be totally different people in six months, in a month's time. We really do change all the time. It's just that we lack the ability to see it because we're always so invested in how we see ourselves. And so we don't think we're changing, even if we are. But that's why it hurts when we go through a breakup is because we've grown out of it or we're growing out of it. There's a detachment process. And it was largely based on our attachment. That's one thing I always find really interesting about relationships that end up going belly up is that it's largely because of over-attachment that is teaching the person to not be so attached, which makes a healthier relationship later if they're willing to learn it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, in all honesty, I've experienced that once before. Like I've had two major relationships in my life and both times I had a major attachment and a want of not being abandoned because of experiences in my past. And if anything, this point in my life, I'm really honing in on being okay with where I'm at without needing someone because I don't want to go back through that process. I want to enjoy the wholeness of myself and a wholeness of another, not trying to control them, not trying to have an idea of what we should be. And someone who's willing to live in a harmonious life with me instead of feeling like, like this conversation. I've always been very interested in this conversation my whole life. And like, I felt like I was dragging them through it for a lot of it. And it was meeting a lot of resistance. And I'm understanding now, like, that's just where they were at. And I can't force them into it. And instead, I should be looking for people who genuinely just want to have this conversation for the fuck of it. Exactly. Yeah. I always come back to the, uh, the analogy of, of the river. And just with, with so many things that we're going through in our lives, like being in that flow, we don't dictate the path of the river, which paths we take down the river. It just kind of keeps happening. And it's just fucking resistance, that desire to define or be certain about what we are. It's like with, with all the things that you're going through with diagnoses and whatnot, it's like all of us have the capacity to be all of those things, to fit into all of those categories, not to say that you don't or you shouldn't or you're you're better if you don't fit into them it's like i have the capacity to be that but it's not what i am and trying to cling to that thing is like grabbing onto the side of the river when it comes to relationships desiring for that person to be doing the things that you're doing or having the conversation that you're you're having is like you know the river splits you're like oh fuck i want to go that way and they're going on one side and you're going on the other side and it's just like that's just what's happening. 
And as you cling to the side, it's always going to create that distortion and uh, that desire to just define yourself comes up in so many different ways. And you mentioned that as you define yourself, the symptoms you know, start to show themselves even more. I don't know if you've seen the movie, the number 23, but um, that was this week's movie review series. And immediately that came to mind that, that the fact that that's how our brain works. Like as we define ourselves in a certain way, our brain is trying to confirm that definition. It's like, oh, you think you're this? Let me prove it to you. Let me find, it's like, let me do my job. All right, let's prove this. Let's do it. And it thinks it's doing a good thing for you because you have clung to this idea and it's like, let's confirm it. So of course there's going to be more symptoms coming up as we settle upon certain things, just digs us deeper into that diagnosis. So anytime we diagnose ourselves, like we're trying to create certainty out of uncertainty and it can't work like that, but we're always just resisting the reality of uncertainty in any way that we can. So we're trying, you know, it's like this diagnosis is a good thing because that means I can be certain about what I am. Oh no, it's going to create all the suffering in my life and, and reinforce all the things that I'm not, but it's going to create my reality and distortion relative to the reality of the way things are going. But number 23, I think you will enjoy that one. <laughs> I'll check it out. But like, my, I've always had like a very intense imagination since I was a child. And if anything, I've realized that like how powerful our minds are in terms of connecting dots and creating an idea of who we are. And we can very easily shift that perspective. And that that shift of perspective when I got the diagnosis, I was like, wait, if this is the reality of what I am, then what's the reality of how I've been looking at things my whole entire life? And it sent me down a path of just researching everything. And I got super intense, like in depth into everything, which led me to seeing Ray on my For You page. And then eventually, like I ended up seeing Andrew on my For You page. And then I was like, oh shit, these guys have a podcast together. You guys were like three episodes in. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, and you've been such a great part of the conversation for months now. We've really appreciated everything that you've offered. And of course, you've started your own coaching business, which I, I'm very encouraged by. Um, if you could remind me, I believe it's Steph Moss Everlasting. Is that correct? Uh, In terms of your Instagram username? Uh, Ever-changing. Ever-changing. And of course, so it's Steph underscore Moss underscore ever-changing. So if you'd like to look up Steph and connect with her, I definitely recommend you do so. As you can tell, she's been through some shit. She's seen some stuff and she's on the path of self-acceptance, which is really all we're ever trying to do. That's it. And it's more, I think it's more helpful to talk to somebody as they're going through the shit than it is to talk to them after they've gone through the shit because anybody who's convinced there's an after the shit is full of shit. Life is suffering. Like it's a part of it. Like I'm always going to be going through the shit. Like, let's go. How lightly can you take it? It's not about avoiding anything. Not about not experiencing certain things. There's not a place that you get to. that's just sitting in peace at all times. Because who the fuck wants that anyway? How much? How much enjoyment would you get out of an experience that has no variability, no contrast whatsoever? I don't know. That would that would be kind of become insane after a little while i think and not very long so yeah and enjoy it's, a it's beautiful exactly exactly
Nicely said. And I wanted to mention, just because I, I know we're running out of time and Andrew has to take a brief break, but uh, I saw your comment on our recent episode, Flying Blind, in terms of the vibrations and the general experience of it. That's very encouraging because that was very much what we were going for in that experience. Anybody who's wondering what I'm talking about, Andrew and I decided to do an episode where we were blindfolded. And that was largely inspired by me having a day at the ophthalmologist where I couldn't see and everybody kind of noticed that my voice changed a little bit how I was talking changed just because my attention was more on the words rather than what I was seeing and the words. So we did a whole episode that way and we described what it's like from the subjective experience. And I thought it came across really, really well. And I, I really appreciated the comments. Steph. Yeah. Brain tingles galore. It was fantastic. Well, I will let you and Andrew go and do your thing. But uh, Steph, I do hope we'll see you in the Patreon group either later on this afternoon or anytime this week, of course. But uh, anybody who's looking to connect with Steph, definitely do. And you can find her on Discord as well. Thanks, Steph. Bye. Great chatting. Steph, talk to you soon. All right. All right. So Andrew, Quick. you go and do your thing. And I'm going to spend some time doing a few announcements here. Sweet. because we have announcements um the first announcement for everybody who doesn't know is that we just finished a dating and relationships workshop over the weekend uh it was a four-hour workshop two hours on each day great workshop a lot of insights we really got to get into the common perspective of dating and a lot of the toxicity that is created as a result of that perspective and by that perspective i mean looking at dating as an end result that will somehow add something to you in terms of your value or your potential, or it will prove something to you in terms of your self image or, or your view of yourself. And so there's so much toxicity that goes and just coming from that place that makes a relationship pretty much impossible in the long term. And even in the short term, it can have a negative effect on you. And so we spend the entire weekend or we spent the entire weekend going through a lot of the things that go into a positive dating experience, including the ability to go into a date without the need for an end result, without the idea that it means anything about you. So it's going to be available as a digital download later on this week, probably in the next day or two, because of course these things take time to edit. Um, you can still purchase it in advance if you'd like to. It's available on the website at dualisticunity.com. And that is the announcement for the workshop. The next announcement, and personally, I'm Super excited. We're getting closer and closer. We have two months, a little under two months left until our April retreat. And I'm very stoked about this because we have the Netherlands retreat coming up in November, and that's going to be fantastic. That's going to be the first retreat where we get to bring together a large amount of people from the community to talk and mingle and connect and really make that bond where they can separate after the fact and connect with one another in a more organic way without that filter of necessarily going, oh, they're just online friends. We're actually going to all get to meet one another and spend quality time together just being ourselves. And so the Netherlands retreat is going to be a great time, but it's going to be 34 guests, which is fucking awesome. So I'm stoked about that. But we have two tickets left for the April retreat. And then we're not going to be doing another retreat here on Vancouver Island until next year, probably the next April. So the reason I bring this up, these two tickets to me are basically gold. Like if it was Willy Wonka, I would say these are the golden tickets. And, and the reason I say that is because there are only nine guests at this retreat in April. That's it. Nine guests in a 5,000 square foot lodge. 
Every room is basically a shared experience. There's there's uh, two beds in every room, except for one room, which is the king room, but that one's already taken. So you would be sharing an experience with somebody else of similar mindset. Each room has its own bathroom though. So you do get some degree of privacy. And by the end of it, you end up making solid connections. Honestly, it's funny how many people from the last retreat, well, all of them are still in contact after the fact. Every day, almost every week, you see them messaging each other back and forth in their own private WhatsApp channel because we connected in such a unique and meaningful way. And it was largely because we had the time to spend with each person individually. We actually had the time to take each and every guest for a private walk with either Andrew or myself or both numerous times during that week. We got to actually get to know them. And, and we also got to explore some psychedelics and whatnot together in a very quiet, private environment where we were very safe. And of course, the food was cooked by Caitlin, who is a fantastic chef. And it was just such a unique experience, especially given that we're right next to two provincial parks where there are bald eagles and deer. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's basically like a wonderland of its own. And so there are two tickets left for that April retreat this year, and there won't be another one until a year from then. So if you can make it on Vancouver Island, I can't recommend it enough. I really can't. I'm not saying the Netherlands retreat is going to be less than that, but it will be different. It will be different because there will be more people. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't be more excited. I can't believe it's only, I mean, it's coming up on well, like six weeks away. I mean, that's fucking awesome. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be inherent differences between having nine guests and, and 36. Um, the Netherlands is going to be a fucking blast but in terms of intimacy not quite the same so if you want a more intimate experience like ray said you know at the at the netherlands retreat we're not gonna you know, unless unless we're doing like what would that be five walks a day with people it would just literally ray and i would be on a marathon a walking marathon the entire time so that's just not happening it's gonna be more group interactions group discussions but the uh the Vancouver Island ones are very much more of a one-on-one -on -one, small group interactive in one of the most beautiful places I've been on earth like if you've never been to Vancouver Island I can't recommend it enough you can't make it to retreat like take a vacation there outside of the retreat it is an incredible place and the fact that we have a private lodge on a big ass chunk of land in a beautiful area with all the forests I mean the forests there they're like magical there's something out of like a Harry Potter or like fairy tale enchanted forest type thing. Like they all have this bright green moss on all the trees and it's just, Oh, it's so cool. Like I grew up in, in the U S I don't know how many, maybe parts of California or the, the Northwest where Vancouver Island is close to there's parts that are like that. But where I grew up, the forests were not like that. So the whole time, especially on some, um, psychedelic uh helpers they uh th those walks were pretty pretty fucking incredible so yeah i couldn't be more excited about it very excited that you know there are two tickets left so if you are interested in it you still got a chance to do it because once those are gone it's going to be a while before we have something as intimate as that um but yeah couldn't couldn't be more excited for everything that's coming up because there's a lot of good shit coming up so
Oh yeah. And don't, don't take our word for it. We're just going to wrap up this call up uh, this call in show here today. Cause we only have about 10 minutes left. So we do appreciate everybody who called in today. Thank you so very much. We'll be doing this again in two weeks. So you can join us then by all means, but uh, just to give you a quick review by one of the other uh, people who was at the retreat, Blown away. Such a beautifully stark contrast as to how we usually go about living in society. No judgment, free to be our own, most authentic self without any filters or facade. What surprised them the most? Feeling so light and at ease, having broken down all of their walls. The mask definitely came off and it felt like nothing I've ever felt in my life. I was free. I was home. And then uh, what was your favorite part? Because we asked these questions. This experience is true therapy because we are all because we all were there healing together, opening up and being vulnerable and relating to one another, going on walks, seeing massive trees covered in great brain mo green moss. That's funny. So alive that you could feel it chatting or just staying quiet, taking it all in, breathing in the cleanest air that slaps you in the face. There really aren't words that you can do this experience justice forever. Life changing. And that's just one person. And I'll just read another random one here. Just give me a second. Let me pull it up. That's very long. Um, okay. What surprised you the most? Everything. I didn't know what to expect, except everything exceeded beyond all expectations. If anything, the beauty of Canada and the amazing people I got to meet. What was your favorite part? Anytime we ate. Family walks to the old growth forest. Karaoke. The first night we had a bonfire. The spider encounter in the gazebo. Don't let that freak you out. It's actually kind of a funny story. The wildlife, deer, salmon, eagles, learning Reiki, chilling out uh, beside the, the fire, hot tub, sauna, the massage, being able to chill with everybody, learning about myself as well as others and allowing connection to flow naturally without having to try, prove or be anything else. And those are just two reviews from two of the people that were at the last retreat. They're all like that. Yeah. I mean, as you said, don't, don't listen to us. They, uh, the reviews kind of speak for themselves because it was an incredibly transformative experience. And, you know, Ray and I didn't write reviews for our own retreat, but we had transformative experiences as well. So it's as much, you know, we're in it with you like as much as we're hosting it we're also in it with you guys chatting you know at dinner every night like we are very much retreat goers as much as we play the part of host temporarily um so yeah they're, they're incredible times like that if if you enjoy the podcast if you enjoy the group chats it's like this is on a whole whole nother level from all of that because like we talked about it comes down to what you embody in each and every moment and it's it's tough to get across what we embody in each and every moment through you know a limited sliver of our day on one of these live streams on a podcast episode whatever it may be um but the retreat is 24 7 we the two of us certainly don't sleep very much at the retreat we get some naps in during the day get a couple hours in at night uh but we're just in it enjoying it having a good time shrooming out <laughs> uh pretty pretty often and yeah it's a fantastic time so you really do get it's just nine days with us non-stop having the experience of sitting in eternity and it really does feel like that while while you're there so yeah i couldn't be more excited for this retreat coming up in april netherlands in november all the ones to come in 2024 and everything else that that we're doing so i appreciate all of your involvement very much because you know we wouldn't be doing 
any of this stuff as much as we are able to without all of your support now being able to do it, you know, talk for hours a day, pretty much every single day about all of these things, being there for the groups and the conversations and just being able to have the conversation as often as we do for our full-time job. It means the world and especially, you know, Patreon supporters means a ton that you're willing to help us out as we get things off the ground, as we get things going, things have been picking up a lot recently. Um, but your support is incredibly beneficial and appreciated very much. So thank you guys, especially, but to anyone who's ever listened or tuned in really means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And then I just wanted to mention quickly, because it's exciting, uh, 2024, we will be going to Australia. That will be the retreat in 2024. Uh, and then 2025, possibly South Africa. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. But we may also be tossing in another Netherlands retreat in there, possibly. I know we're going to be doing another one on the island. There's going to be more and more of these events until eventually we can do a tour across Europe or across the US, stop at certain venues, actually hang and chill with a bunch of people for a whole evening, just being ourselves. Because that really is it. That really is the reason we do these retreats is because it's so very easy to build an idea of us through what you're exposed to here. But when you see me shuffling across the lodge like a ridiculous asshole, just having a great time, smiling to myself, possibly talking to myself because I can, you'll actually recognize like, Ray actually is like he says he is. And I really am. Like I say, I am. It really is. It's, I'm not selling it. I'm fucking weird. Like I'm weird and I'm very free. And that's, I think, the most beneficial thing to be exposed to. It's not all of my words and high-minded concepts or, or any of that. It's not the shit that I'm saying here on the podcast. Though, you know, again, we put a lot of work into this. We do value the integrity of the message, but we are the message at the end of the day. We're just trying to bring it across in this medium, which is always going to be limited. As much as you might feel where we're coming from, when you're with us, you will actually feel us in your reality with you. And that's very different. It's wonderful. And I really hope that we can see you there at any of these events as we move forward. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't be more excited. But, you know, for now, we have these chats and i'm loving these quite a bit our traffic has been picking up a lot which is very exciting to see all of that this week definitely hit you know it, it's almost like we we usually have have lulls in in the traffic usually around the weekend and this week didn't really happen which is the first time in a while that it was like oh it just kind of stayed there and then you know jumped today so it's it's exciting because this is the conversation that's available to anyone, it's applicable to anyone going through anything. You're not what you think you are. That idea is going to limit you. It doesn't actually free you in the way that you think it does. That's that's available to anyone. Anyone going through any degree of suffering whatsoever, which everyone does to a degree, can be more th free through letting go and, and recognizing that that idea that they cling to isn't the reality of them. Beyond that, there's a lot of shit, but even just that is enough to put you at some ease to a degree. So it, uh, yeah, it lights me up every, every single fucking day gets me going, fires me up. So I'm excited and very grateful that we're able to do this as often as we do. Yeah. Likewise. Um, I've really enjoyed these call-in shows, especially given that a few people who called in 
have never really listened to the podcast or they've just started to listen to the podcast and they're just starting to get that there is a discussion happening that most people aren't having or even know that they can have because they're so steeped in having a discussion for the sake of their image or for the sake of their identity. We don't recognize we can actually put that down and have a conversation about identity, about what it does to us. That metacognition is in fact a skill that requires you to sit back from your narrative and look at the process of thinking, not just get lost in thinking. And that's very much what this is all about. And it's funny because we have terms like metacognition because of the field of psychology. And yet, have you ever heard of it outside of this conversation or maybe discover transcendence or, or in normal conversation with other people? Nobody talks about metacognition. If you hear meta, you immediately start thinking of like superheroes and shit, or at least I do, because, you know, um, but that's the point is that we don't generally have this, co this conversation, but metacognition has been around for a long time in terms of it being a coined expression that meant the process of thinking about thought. We never take it in. We never get taught that, and yet it's super valuable. Yeah, or if you're like me, Meta, I just think of Facebook and Zuckerberg's fascinating character. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's so funny how common, like how applicable all this is. Not common, but how reasonable and logical. And in that dating workshop, I loved that someone brought up like, why doesn't more people talk about it like this? It's so fucking logical. Because as much as we were talking about dating in that workshop, talking about the reality of what you are, and once you understand that, everything gets a lot more fun. You actually enjoy the experience for the sake of having it. And every moment, it's like you're not fucking striving for all this shit and like trying to get somewhere when that's just exacerbating all of your suffering. So yeah, it's the most logical conversation you can ever have. And yet it's one of the rarest ones because we're not living in a super logical society right now but we're still having the conversation and happy to be doing so yeah because that's how things change one ripple at a time just one choice at a time between being selfish selfless or selfish that's really it it's funny people think about it you know between like fear and love but to me fear and love are byproducts of whether or not you're thinking about yourself or not and so i don't think it's necessarily about choosing fear or love i think it's about whether or not you really do believe the fiction of you is reflective of truth. And as long as that's the case, you have something to fear. And that's the problem. So that all said, we're going to end this episode, this call-in episode. This was so much fun. I'm really enjoying these. Um, I think this is going to be released as a dualistic unity raw episode, uh, episode 28, I believe. So I just want to say, I'll pass it to Andrew here so he can wrap up, but thank you everyone who was, who is been here and participating called in join the, the comments section any of that we really appreciate your support and we appreciate your insight and we appreciate how much you inform everything that we do absolutely this is a blast love chatting with new faces and old faces and everyone in between it's always a ton of fun and i'm excited for our patreon call in about 15 minutes so hope to see some of you there